0: maybe we will use the video from this
1: (laughs) (laughs) we do dance uh, quite a lot (laughs) (laughs) love that okay
0: Ken do you want to kick us off yes okay
2: welcome to the dog friendly KW podcast with your host Justina McKenzie on Midtown Radio KW
0: joined by Laura Bai and Jenna Bai from GTA-based Save Our Scruff. So Save Our Scruff is a local, local local-ish, we call you local because you're Ontario, I guess, charitable organization that works to support rescue dogs globally while building up the people and communities around them. So today we will learn about SOS and get a sense of the behind the scenes of a dog rescue. So let's go.
2: Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW podcast with your host Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio
0: KW. So today we are joined by Laura Bai and Jenna Bai from Save Our Scruff. So welcome Laura and Jenna. Welcome.
1: I'm air clapping or real clapping. You can real,
0: you're allowed to real clap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I haven't done this in so long. Like we stopped doing this after grade 8 graduation, I think. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yes. Welcome to you both. We're so happy you are here
1: cool thanks for having us I'm like kind of nervous I don't know why but (laughs) oh my goodness do not be
0: nervous (laughs) we are so excited to have you both here and we would love if you could both introduce yourselves to get us started Um, and if you have any dogs in your lives which I know at least Jenna does Laura I don't know about you Um, but we want to hear about them as well
1: Cool. So my name is Laura. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm the founder of Saber Scruff. Um, I don't have any personal dogs at the moment, but I have been fostering a dog with Saber Scruff for 10 months. Uh, Her name is Bugs, and she is a very shiny black bully mix with the most energy I've ever seen um she keeps me very busy and distracted from doing things on time so I blame her for everything um and she's also like the most affectionate and loving dog that I've, I've ever worked with so um she's up on the adoptable website as well so
2: that's awesome Laura thank you uh Jenna let's hear about you and your pupper
1: So I am the younger, taller sister to Laura. Uh, I came in to save our scrap about seven years ago to help her with social media. At the time, I asked her if I could sign in and help with the day or for the day. And I literally never signed it out. Um, So that kind of forced me into (laughs) the dog rescue world and to learn what it was since we were predominantly cat people growing up um i'm also the executive director which is super neat because now laura has to listen to me about certain things um and the most kind of important thing and what i'm most known for is being mascot mickey's mom so he is the organization's mascot uh he is now a senior which i love because i can totally play into that online when people ask like how did you do it like how do you get a dog like that and it's like hey adopt a senior dog like the low energy or just the chillness that comes with a dog that just kind of gets themselves is so lovely. Um, and then there's also like that fun, quirky, adventurous side of him that I love as well. Um, so yeah, if you ever read a post on social media, no, I'm kind of saying hi to you personally, and that I probably learned everything I'm writing about from walking with my dog and leaving my phone at home.
0: Love that. And I love that you highlight what it's like having a senior dog because I mean, bringing Marshall into our home at eight weeks old, um, I honestly don't think we knew what we were in for. And uh, we were just talking recently that if we ever were to introduce a second dog into our home, would it be another puppy? And my partner and I both agreed that it likely would not be another puppy. It would likely be an older dog. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: He's a, he's a wild one, but he is... Uh... Justine has done a lot of work with him and he's come a really long way and he's, he's a really good boy. He really is.
0: Um, my dogs still don't like him, but we're trying. <laughs> All right. Enough about us. Um, so we want to hear, this is supposed to be one question, but it's like five questions in one. So good luck. Okay. Um, so how did Save Our Scruff start? Why, why did you decide to start a dog rescue? And what exactly does Save Our Scruff do? So.
1: I started Saber Scruff like probably seven and a half years ago. Um, I personally was looking for a reason to get out of the house. Um, I had fallen into a little bit of a depression. I had just retired from my sport and I honestly went through a really rough time and animals in my sister and in my life like, were very, very important. Growing up, we had like every rodent imaginable and just like cats uh, everywhere. So we also had one family dog, but... Um, I, we had been dog people for a very long time. So I, I didn't know where to go. I felt that like going to a backyard breeder or something like that just didn't make sense for me. So I was like, okay, go to Kachichi. Through that, I actually found an ad for fostering and just like immediately got involved. And um, I fostered, the first dog I fostered was a tiny little chihuahua, which did not relate with me at all. It was very hard and difficult. Um, And But then I was hooked, like uh, Jenna had mentioned. So I helped run another rescue for about a year, and then a year in, I I felt you know I learned so much in that experience. But I really wanted to do things in a way that felt natural and appropriate for me because there's a lot of different um, avenues to work with in within dog rescue. And so Save Our Scruff was formed at that point. Uh, We started and like so Save Our Scruff very naturally grew with what I knew. Um, so it started off as an adoption and foster program and that was our goal was to just you know get dogs out of bad situations or support international rescues or um, connect with owners who no longer can handle their current, pet and then look at finding them a better solution. Um, But very quickly, I realized that dog rescue was not all about that. And um, we had to make a lot of changes or not a lot of changes, but we had to add on a lot of uh, branches to what we do. So as much as when you say dog rescue, I think people think adoption program, foster program, and I don't want to ever like pass over that because it's very important. It's a beautiful part of what we do. Um, We are very big in our our, uh, spay and neuter campaigns, we can only bring in so many animals to the GTA and and find them appropriate homes. So we really have to get into the nitty gritty and say, what is another way of making this stop or at least slow it down? Um, Yeah, Jenna, I'll pass it on to you. (laughs) I feel like you did a great job. I think the only thing just to like, bring it to the next level of a little bit of how um, we've kind of got to where we are is I think it has kind of through our passion of building this space and um just evolving as dog advocates like we really do all the work um like from like a to z like sorry i don't want to mean like we do all of the work that happens at save our scruff but like we you know we've been to the other countries to visit our shelter partners we have been fosters, we have been, you know, adopters in some way, shape or form, we've been transport volunteers, like, you know, we've, it's, it's just like, it's, I mean, it's a logistics company at this point, a little bit. Um, But I think that like, seven years of really practicing how to do this, and like learning and growing in the communities that have been so lovely to welcome us every time we've traveled, has really just given us a a small piece of perspective of how to make not only dogs lives better, but like, you know, the world, like it's, it's so much more than just dogs at this point yeah like you know we live in a first world country, and what we what is good for a dog here in the city or a dog in the suburb is not good for a dog in mexico. It's not good for the people in Egypt who are supporting the street dogs there, and so we really take the time to be thoughtful, ask questions, say what do you need from us, and then change what we're doing and what our intention is depending on um what we get in return so we don't we don't know what's best, but we're willing to learn and we want to be part of the community let supports dogs around them. So,
2: I think that's so important on all aspects of dog ownership. Like w- being a responsible um, dog owner comes, I think, from like the top down, right? Like you know where you're sourcing your dog from, whether it be you know from wherever it may be in the world. Yeah, to to make sure that you're you're helping the cause, no matter where it is.
1: Does that make sense? Well, that's the thing. It's like <laughs> We can be a band-aid, you know, we can pick up a dog off the side of the street and, and fix its life, but if we haven't educated the community around that dog, if we didn't change the the perspective of the people that were part of the reason why the dog got into that point, then we haven't really done anything. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. Depth, yeah, depth and like long-term solution is definitely Yeah. Right now we've shifted a lot from with COVID to educating our alumni and fosters about like enriching dog lives, you know, like and just like, is your dog happy? What does your dog want from you? Because dog ownership isn't like dog ownership can be just ownership. What about companionship? What about care? What about are you friends with your dog? Does your dog want to hang out with you? Right.
0: Laura, you have my like brain spinning in like eight different directions of like so many things that I wanna talk to you guys
1: about. And
0: sadly, we only have 30 minutes. Thanks for giving us a bit of a glance into what it looks like to operate an organization that rescues dogs. Um, Save Our Scruff does such incredible work and it's been wonderful to hear about it in more detail. We're gonna take a quick break and be back shortly.
2: Okay, it is now time for our celebrity Papa the Week.
0: Woof woof. Celebrity Papa the Week. Woof (laughs) woof. Nice. (laughs) We got some woofs.
2: this week we have a very very special celebrity pup of the week so this is the first time we've had a celebrity pup of the week who does not have an instagram but she has her own page on the save our scruff website uh you can find her on the uh available uh section of the save our scruff website we'll share that later um and her name is bugs
0: so laura give us uh like bugs is elevator pitch in like one to two sentences
1: all right so bugs is a two-year-old bully mix um with a lot of energy a lot of spunk she's a very human social loves to like melt into you and just like remind you that she cares i can only think of one sentence for her Bugs is a fun-spirited girl, and she's always down for like a sleepover slumber party. She is a yes girl. Yes, down to party. Um, but at the end of the day, when she's gotten her exercise and needs to fill, she loves a good cuddle session.
2: Oh my god, she sounds like the best time. <laughs> She's also like the most intense girl I've ever met. But <laughs> she's like. a yes girl. That's amazing. Well, I'm staring at her on your website right now. And she is the cutest, honestly, dog I've ever seen. So if anyone is interested in bugs, um, please head over to the Save Our Scruff uh, website. Uh, we will share that on our social medias. And um, yeah,
0: she's our celebrity pup of the week. all together now one two three ruff, ruff. okay <laughs> we tried
2: welcome back to the dog friendly kw podcast with your host justina mckenzie on midtown radio kw today we are having a lot of fun talking with laura by and jenna by about the behind the scenes of a local rescue save our scruff well local-ish gta-ish anyway let's dive right back in <laughs> We know that you both or your organization does a lot of work outside of Ontario, like we mentioned in our earlier segment. Um, but what really goes into rescuing a dog from like an out of province or more specifically, I guess, out of country?
1: And I wish we wrote something up so you, you, I could be like, pick up dog off street and you could be like, vet the dog and we go back and forth. Um, do you want to take this? You start your intake, girl. Okay. Um, so yes, we work with many international partners, um, all over the world. And I would say we've kind of worked ourselves into a place where rescues now reach out to us. Shelters reach out to us. People have heard of what we do and they believe in what we do. And they really want us to be part of, um, in taking their dogs or supporting their efforts. So, the first thing that happens is starting an international rescue partnership and it's learning about what somebody else does how they do it um what standards they have and figuring out if they align with our values and how we also do things um that doesn't mean that's how dogs get rescued it just means that's how a partnership is created um usually before all that happens these people have tens, twenties, hundreds of dogs in care already that are looking for a place to go. So people often don't reach out to people like us or organizations like us until they're out at of at capacity. And they're like, what do we do with all these dogs in order to get a dog approved for intake with SOS, we need a lot of information um, in order to be like financially responsible and just responsible in the sense of not bringing in like unknown diseases or illnesses. We have very specific vetting standards um, and we need vetting records. We need flights and customs fees and approvals for in order for, to get them into the country. Um, and very on, very simply, we need a foster home that's open to take each and every dog. We don't have a physical location. We will never have a shelter space that, you know, just has dogs sitting in kennels. Not to say that there isn't benefits to having a space like that. Um, It's just it's not what we are about. So we have to have a foster home open.
2: So uh, we also know that matching dogs to the perfect family is very important, like we've mentioned a few times already. Um, but can you let us know what that matching process kind of looks like? Um, like, what is it that you look for when you're trying to find a home for a Save Our Scruff Rescue?
1: Um, Honestly, I I feel like at least the way that I look at things is I don't know if this is like how I don't know how to talk it to somebody because it's like a, a thought process, I guess, that I use. But like you basically like we know a lot about the dogs that come in. Right. So we know our rescue partners have been working with them for a very long time. There's a kind of typical expectation of, of dogs coming from different areas. There's different genetics. There's different or particular breeds that you'll see. Um, and you then also a lot of times get specific bios on them to be able to also have some updates on like who that particular dog is and or the dogs in foster care. And that's even more beautiful. And then you get to know just like the perfect package of like who this dog is and what their life could be in the best place scenario, I guess. And then, so you kind of just is like, okay, so this is that dog, this is what they desire. And this is what, like how you can manage this dog to like live a fulfilling life. And then you meet the people And you see if it blends and you just see if like what their desires, it's like, you kind of just hear like what their dream is or their expectations of working with dogs and you match it with a dog. That's not going to be a chore for them. A dog that's going to be manageable to their expectation. And also you help advocate for the dog by teaching them things that they potentially might not know. uh, Just about how to support a dog up for success. Cause you know, many people come in and, all the, like because they had a family dog growing up, which they generally were not the main handler for believe that they know how to support dogs and insert Justine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Hey, like I like to just humanize myself in that like when Laura and I started save our scruff, or at least from my perspective, we had only ever had a breeder dog one time like we didn't know anything about or we didn't know a lot of things about dogs we've had to learn it through the years so you know we're sharing those experiences with people and making sure that they want to commit to that particular dog and you know what if it's not that dog there's probably another dog that's going to work for them um so i just kind of like to take it as like a screening process almost like a dating profile in a sense it's like are you compatible and it's not like if you're not compatible, that you're generally a bad fit for any dog. It's just that you, maybe this dog is really high needs and your lifestyle is going to be just too dormant for them. Or maybe your lifestyle is super high needs and the dog really needs, um, security in a way that isn't going to be provided in your home. And, you know, I think if we took off out, like the ego mind of like the, what the process is trying to teach you, um, you know, we'll actually find ourselves in better places with dogs because it's not just like, you're not putting your, like your dream can become a real, like, or your reality might actually become your dream because your dream isn't really setting you up for success in a sense. I don't know. Laura, what were you going to say? I was going to say that there is a perfect dog for every home, a perfect home for every dog. Like that's what I was trying to say. That's what Jenna just said. That's absolutely. Yeah. in 10 words. There is no such thing as a perfect home, and we do our best to work with everyone who reaches out to see what they're capable of, what they're willing to give, what they don't want to give, and and match a dog to them that makes sense.
2: And I'm just gonna chime in there. When Justine was looking for a rescue, I remember her messaging me and saying like, oh, I've applied here, I've applied here, I've applied here, and all of them rejected her for one reason or another. She lives in a condo, doesn't have a fenced in backyard or not approved or,
0: or, um, you know, she, I, I can't even remember all the reasons. I will just say as somebody who did go through a foster to adopt with a save our scruff, you guys made me feel so equipped to bring Marshall into my home. Um, and I mean, I like you had the, the orientation training sessions where like, you learned all about like basic training and I've owned a dog before. So I was like, oh, I'm fine, I've owned a dog and I knew nothing. Um, So I feel like as somebody who went through that process with you guys, you did such a great job of of educating and making sure there was support in place, which was so helpful in making sure we were successful. With that being said,
2: we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back to a quick old lightning round be you
0: It is now time for our lightning round. Mackenzie, cue the sound effects. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> nice. That was good. Uh, so today, uh, Mackenzie and I will be asking Laura and Jenna a bunch of questions, and they're going to do their best to answer them in one to two sentences. Great. Laura just facepalmed, it. but no one could see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Ken, do so you have a question or you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. Uh, first question. I don't have a fenced-in backyard. Can I still adopt a dog from Save Our Scruff?
1: Heck, yeah. Having a backyard could potentially mean you're just lazy.
0: It's so true. It's so true. Mackenzie just moved from a condo to a place with a backyard. Mackenzie, are you lazier? Yes. I have no
2: shame. Yes, I am because they get all they I have two dogs. They play together. Anyway, I won't go
0: co- I won't continue. Yes, I am lazier. <laughs> and my dog gets walked like 3 times a day and I live in a condo.
2: There you go. So,
0: proof is in the pudding, as Jenna right? says. Isn't that what you right. said? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Jenna said.
1: <laughs> um, okay. Any other comments about fenced-in backyards? I would say um the, a follow-up question to that is, are you willing to put in, yeah, are you willing to spend intentional time with your dog outdoors? If so, totally.
2: Look at that. That was nice and concise. I have a question. It's a little controversial. In the old school reputable breeder world, uh, there does seem to be some concerns about bringing in dogs from out of country, i.e. diseases and things like that, that our dogs here in Canada are not used to seeing. Can you tell us quickly how Save Graph
1: Scruff works with that viewpoint? Um, the international like overpopulation problem is uh, is a human's problem. We're the reason why dogs like exist in the first place. And so it's our, it should be on our conscience to wanna make sure that they're supported and cared for. Um, that's like, that's just huge for me. So we don't discriminate against like dogs coming in from out of country or from coming out of three hours north of where we are. And we are always learning ways to be as careful as possible with international customs. Like when we do charter, our, like a vet comes in and inspects our dogs, like every dog that comes in has a vet sheet that's looked at, you know, if, if customs has an issue with one of our dogs that comes through, they send us to the vet within 24 hours to give them feedback. Like, not that I, I want to say that I love customs in general and their process, Um, But, you know, I don't know, there's standards out there. Awesome. I think like just like one other key point that I think I can say in a sentence is that typically a dog that comes in internationally is not necessarily replacing a dog that's available here. And I think that that's really important because, you know, the dogs that are in need here are very different than the dogs that we might be able to home in the capacity that we do. Um, so, you know, when we have the resources to support specific types of dogs for, as we mentioned earlier, specific type of people, we can do that, but then we can also do the local stuff that's really important, but is very particular and only a niche market of people can support that. So, you know, we, we have the capacity to help everybody. So why wouldn't we?
2: I absolutely love that. Thank you. That really nailed it because I feel like it's a common misconception across the board for a lot of different people. So
0: Um, all right. So third lightning round question. What do you think is the single most important thing for someone to know before they rescue
1: or adopt a dog? For me, it's like, what do you want a dog for? And is that even possible? I think that's, and, and, like it, are you in in that? Are you thinking about the dog and it being a, a living being? or are you thinking about yourself and how that dog's gonna give back to you without working? Like I was thinking, just the idea in general of like being able to live presently because it's so important to be present in order to support your dog through every moment of existence because we're so like keen on living in this like routine that we've created in this busy state of mind that we don't like, check in. And I think that that's a really big determinator for how successful our dogs can exist in that expectation that we put. It's like 15 minute walk is actually not doable for a dog that just came here.
0: I love what you said about like staying in the moment because of somebody who struggles to like be present and practice mindfulness. Marshall's really helped me with that. Um, there are, few other moments in the day where I'm as present um, as the moments I spend with him so whether that's on our walks or we're just laying on the couch or we're playing like when I'm doing those things with him it's all I'm doing I'm not doing anything else and there's very other few things I do with my time that I'm doing just one thing Um, and he's brought a lot of that into my life and it's been pretty magical we
2: have been chatting with Laura and Jenna from Save Our Scruff Thank you so much uh, to you both uh, for giving us a glance into what it looks like to operate an organization that does rescue dogs. So Save Our Scruff, you guys do such incredible work and it's been so wonderful to hear in detail about everything you do. Thank you so much, Laura and Jenna. If you're interested in adopting a dog, volunteering or donating, you can find them on social media at Save Our Scruff or on their website at www.saveourscruff.org. Thank you for listening to the Dog Friendly KW podcast and we will talk to you next week. true. Sorry, excuse me. I've got the burps. I don't know what's wrong with me.
0: Nice. <laughs> Put that in the, in the bloopers, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up
1: wrestling. <opera> Slip away. You,